I'm like I'm like Vin Diesel in the first Fast uh, Fast and the Furious movie when he's talking to Paul Walker when so Paul terrible? Walker first. Dude, you're overcooking my grits. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> when when Vin Diesel first sees Paul Walker like eyeballing his sister, he says, "You, you break her heart. I'll break your face." <laughs> <laughs> The fact, the fact that you said I'm overcooking your grits, to quoting a, a Vin Diesel line from the first Fast and Furious is, is unreal. <laughs> I never thought we'd get to this point. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a, uh, a different band, different artist. We listen to one of their records. We break it down. We get into the lyrics, music, everything, everything we could possibly do. We learn about it. And then we break it down, tell it to all of you, and uh, we try to have a good time doing it. Um, if you didn't already know, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, because I know you have nothing better to do, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify. Give us five stars and five stars only. Uh, all the social media stuffs is at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server. If you want to join that, hit us up. We'll send you the link. And we have a phone number you can call. Leave us a voicemail. Shoot us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. That's a lot. Now that we have the intro out of the way. Yeah, that, that is a lot. So uh, let's jump into whatever we're doing. What, what are we doing today? What are we doing today, Jeff? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We are I'm doing No Doubts. I'm just excited. I'm excited. We are doing No Doubts album, uh, Rock City. Doubt formed in 1987 in Anaheim, California by John Spence on vocals 
Eric Stefani on keyboards, Gwen Stefani on backup vocals, Jerry McMahon on guitar, Jim. Chris Leal on bass, Chris Webb on drums, Alan Mead and Gabriel Gonzalez right. on drums. Jesus Christ, calm down. Tony Mead on sax. Ugh. They uh, they've put out six full-length records, five compilations, and have sold over 33 million records worldwide. But that one we're doing today is obviously rock steady. It's the band's fifth record, and it was released December 11th, 2001. It features Gwen Stefani on vocals, Tony Canal on bass, Tom Dumont on guitar, Adrian Young on drums, and it has sold many, many millions worldwide. All right, Jeff, what is your uh, what's your origin story with the No Doubts? <sighs> my origin story is uh, my mom. My mom encouraged me to buy Tragic Kingdom. I had to have been like seven, maybe eight years old, and and we went to to the warehouse, and I was buying Throwback. stuff. I, I was I bought like a Beach Boys best of. I remember what the Beach Boys best of looked like too. I, I I'll try and find it as you give your origin story and tell you later on. But then I she was like, "Oh, you should also buy this. This is this is a really cool band," which I should talk to her about that because did she listen to No Doubt before this? Did she, how did she know this was a really good band? Yeah, how did so, did she go to the parties? I, I see your no mom idea. going to those parties. I can see I, your mom I, going to those parties. I will say that 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 my stepdad's sister partied with no doubt. No, sorry, okay. scratch that. Partied with the with Dexter and Noodles from the Offspring, but also knew no doubt because they had a, ca- a house across the street from them in, I think it's Anaheim right now, but like a border because Anaheim's long, elongated city. Mm-hmm. So so Jackie, my my step aunt, I guess. But yeah. and, and she's the same age as, as as everybody from the Offspring, and no doubt. So she partied with all of them, and and her big takeaway was just a lot of a lot of pot being smoked, and, and, and that that's funny. I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, my my origin story <laughs> is is Tragic Kingdom. My mom told me I should I should buy this album because it's really good, and I did, and I fucking have loved it ever since. Fuck, okay. Sit. So my my origin story is the song "Don't Speak." I remember hearing that on the radio when it came out. It was that 94, 95? I, yeah. I mean, we were seven, eight years old, and that song just blew up. It, was, it, was, it wasn't only on K-Rock. It was also on KISS FM, the top 40 station out here in California, or SoCal. Um, and, uh, and that's all we listened to growing up was KISS FM. You know, every morning we listen to KISS FM. Afternoon on the drive home, that's what we listened to. So that's where I first heard Don't Speak. And that was my introduction to No Doubt. And my mom said that she remembers back in the 80s going to like parties in Anaheim. Because my mom grew up in Anaheim in Cyprus. And she said that she remembers going to parties and seeing bands play in backyards. And she said she's pretty sure she's seen No Doubt in like a backyard party. And she's like, oh yeah, that's where uh, that's where Gwen Stefani's from. And she showed, she showed me the exact street that she lived on. And this is like back in the late 90s. So this isn't like, you know, post-internet shit. Like, mom was like, oh, yeah, that's where they grew up. That's where Gwen Stefani grew up. And I it's think like, it's, it's some street that's, like, right down the street from Loera High School. It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. like, it's right, like, maybe not even a mile from Loera. Not even, like, maybe half a mile from Loera High School. Yeah, it's super close to that uh, school. But anyway, yeah, this, it's our stomping grounds, honestly. We, we grew up in Anaheim, Yorba Linda. You know, that's what we did. It's where we lived. But uh, yeah, that's my origin story is Don't Speak. Um, but I didn't really didn't get into speak. them. I didn't really get into them until maybe like early high school when I finally like burned a copy of Tragic Kingdom and then I really started to listen to it and get into it. And then I and then I heard 
the self-titled record. And then outside of that, I never really listened to them until post high school, maybe like 07, 08 when you were, I remember, I think you were listening to them a lot. So then I was introduced to Beacon Street and, uh, and, um, I started listening to more of Return of Saturn, but outside of that, yeah, that was, that's kind of my origin story. But, um, yeah, so, so let's get into, let's get into the album, Rocksteady. So what's your, uh, what are your initial thoughts, I guess, origin story two on this one? What do you got with Rocksteady? And then also Stinkers, if you got them. Go. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't have any stinkers. I don't think there's any stinkers on here. I think there's there's one song that's pretty damn close to being a stinker for me, and uh, it, it's hey, one baby. song I've I've always just skipped, and I, I I listened to it once this week. Otherwise, I skipped it because I just I just don't care for it. I don't care, whatever. But I've always liked this album. What I song think is it? Do you want to get into it now? Oh, okay. do you want to well, wait? Get into it now. I just I was. Just we can do it now curious. if you want to do it now. No, 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 no. Let's do it now. Continue the continue. No, you don't continue. want to do it now. Want to do it now? I don't want to do. It. I don't want to do it now. Oh yeah. What do you know? Um, Annoying. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I've always liked this album. I always, I've always thought this was better than like the singles, and and just because, especially since I started working at Virgin, like, I got more into like the reggae stuffs. I thought this album was a little bit deeper than it was kind of like given credit for, and yeah, it sold a fuck ton of stuffs, but that's because of like, hey baby, hella good, and that's rightfully so. Those are pretty goddamn catchy songs. But there's a lot to mm-hmm. this album. But then, like, old No Doubt fans, oh, fuck this album because there's 45 writers and they produce none of it and there's 45 producers. Man, who gives a shit, dude? It's a, it's fine. These guys have, have, have influences and they have likes and dislikes and they're they're doing something they want to do. I get it. Don't care. I don't want to hear another Tragic Kingdom because they can't replicate that. I don't want to hear another Rings of Saturn. <laughs> Rings of Saturn. Rings of Saturn. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to hear another one of the shit they've already done. I, I I like this. I like that it's different. I like that it's pop. I don't mind pop music, especially when it's good. And this is good. I like yeah. this. Yeah. I'm I'm All fucking right. glad that this is not like your worst album. Like I I. Did I've you think it was going f- to be? I, I don't. I was scared. I've been saying for a while. <laughs> I thought I I knew you would like it because it's a good album. But I was scared yeah, yeah. that once you started looking into how many people were involved in working on this album, I thought that was going to make you like thumb your nose at it and and and, and stick your your fucking get on your high horse that, that you're constantly on top of and, and say that <laughs> oh I hate this album because I'm surprised John Feldman actually wasn't on this album in some capacity. I, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I would not have been surprised at that point. Uh, but uh, my uh, when, when this album came out, I uh, I hated this record. I listened to it. Once when too. it came out, I it, it was just I I hated the singles. I hated Hey Baby. I thought it was just fucking awful. Hella good. I just thought it was just the stupidest song. It just sounded just too synthesized. It just sounded too eighties, too too synth pop. I just did not not like it. So a couple of years after it came out, I listened to it again, and I'm like, ah, okay. I th- I listened to it af- actually. I listened to it after I I initially listened to Gwen Stefani's so- for a solo record because I really like that solo record. So I went back and listened to Rocksteady and I still just didn't care for it. And honestly, until this last week, I had not listened to it since then. And that was like 15 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. It's been like over 15 years since I listened to this record. And honestly, the only reason we're doing this record this week is because we're, we're finishing up reggae ska season right now because we did Peter Tosh last week. And now we're finishing up with some more, you know, ska, you know, kind of reggae stuff. Um, and this is kind of a last minute record too. We, we had no intention of doing this record ever, honestly. 
and this is just kind of a random thing and i was excited i was i was really excited to listen to it and when i did listen to it this week honestly i was a little disappointed i was a little disappointed on my first listen but then going back and listening to it a couple more times it really grew on me and there are some fucking great things on this record and not just the songs but how they wrote and created the songs which i mean i guess we can kind of touch upon the fact that they decided to like none of them decided to play their own instruments they decided to really just kind of go for it and play keyboards and synths that they've never played before and work with sounds and noises that they've never experimented with this is a really really big experimental record and with that putting out something this catchy and poppy is very impressive very very impressive so i give them a lot of respect for that and i don't have i don't have any stinkers on this one the only one that comes close to a stinker is hey baby which is we already played that one i i just i don't that song is it's a fine pop song but it's it's just very surface level i just don't care that much for it but it is fucking catchy as hell okay okay so it's my 3b um, it's my 3b it is your 3b okay <laughs> yeah i mean so, so so let's dive into that little into this song a little bit more i mean like i said it's the first single there was a video for it i remember watching this video a uh, hundred times when it came out because yeah. they just it was on repeat and, and the way it was filmed too with a lot of the green screen effects you know a lot of the what would what the best way to compare it now to is like boomerangs on instagram like a lot of that, you know, it would be playing forward and then it go play backwards for a couple seconds. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like boomerang style effects. And I remember that was very, that was very, um, just memorable about this video. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, the song is it's kind of annoying. I like the video. I think the video's fucking funny. It's it's just it's so <laughs> it's so bonkers. It's so fucking out there. It's so stupid. I love it. I think it's funny. I this was this was like this was at a time when we are now like entering slash in high school, and now Gwen Stefani we is were. is to our adolescent self now like an icon, we're, right? Like a, 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 we a, were a, we were freshmen in high school when this album came out. Yeah, she, she's she is now a sex symbol. So we, we're listening to No or Tragic Kingdom and thinking, oh, this is cool, like music. But this comes out and we see her in, in these, and, and it's just like, okay, cool. She's like somebody that's super hot. And we love her. So like that's it's a yeah. different oh, period yeah. for us digesting the music back then and i hated this album too like i really i really hated this album up until i worked for virgin to be honest until i was like fucking 20 could not stand this album i thought oh fucking no doubt sold out fuck these guys then i I got back into it and i i I think it's obviously it's not their best but i think there's a lot of stuff in here that is 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 great and i think there's a lot of stuff in here that that shows that they're better than just third wave ska and they're better than just yeah. Orange County, Tragic Kingdom. I think there's parts of this album that shows they are more mature than Tragic Kingdom. And there's parts of this album that shows they're more fun than No Doubts, No Doubt. I think there's a lot of good in this. Oh, but for you get, sure. But you really got to like, like you said, like you really got to search for it. It's not, it's not superficial. Like you really got to like try and find it. So that's, yeah. I don't know. You that, have to take a deep dive into fans. it. You got you to gotta take a deep dive into this record to really hear a lot of the nuances because... Because they're not used to writing music, playing these kind of instruments, a lot of the stuff can get buried. And and I feel like a lot of the synth sounds and a lot of the little melodic parts are buried. 
but when you when you really kind of break it down and think about it there's some rad shit in here and and honestly tony tony really rips it up in every song he's to me he is the highlight of this record him and gwen are the highlight of this album which makes sense considering they're the two main songwriters but you know it's, they it's not yeah. it's not entirely fair though because this this type of music inherently is very bass driven it's very True. vocal melody yeah. driven and so like adrian is a he's a fucking killer drummer he's really really good oh, he's a great drummer yeah and he's just he's not able to do so because of the style of music and whatever that's fine and for sure like tom dumont has like one song on here that you're like oh wow i forgot they had a guitarist and <laughs> so know. that's that's not fair but yeah, dude, yeah. like some of these bass lines are just fucking unreal. And hey, baby's one of them, dude. I love, I love the bass part in this. Yeah, there are some. I love the vocal melody. I love the drop into the chorus. The on the bassy. Oh man, badass <laughs> song. Cool part too. Dude, then when Lady Bounty or the uh, Bounty Killer, that 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 lady comes in. Oh, fuck, dude, that's man. the worst part. Oh. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> She's a bamf. Bamp. Is it a wait? Is it a bounty killer's a woman? Yeah, I think so. No. Right? No. 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 You're right. It's not a woman. It's not a woman. That's the other one. I was gonna say. Woman. Oh, okay. That's the really scared there. Yeah, bounty okay. killers. The dude, but like, like b- bounty killers is it's this massively popular uh, dance hall like DJ essentially, and that yeah, like that yeah. type of music, this this dance hall type of music is is what Hey Baby is. So I think. Again, I'm not a huge like <laughs> reggae guy. I, I super visual. You know way here. more than I do. Though. But even then, like, I don't. I don't know the the, the complete differences between. And, and I, like I know I know a decent amount between like ska, reggae, rock steady, reggae, and then, like all other genres of like mento and calypso and other things. But there's 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 subtle subtle nuance that you really only can hear. We kind of talked about it in like our chat. But you can only hear when like a full band is doing it. As opposed to just a guitarist, like, here's a reggae riff, here's a ska riff. It's hard to pick up. Yeah. I like it, baby. It's my, th- it's my 3B. That's right. All right. So k- kind of a background on this record as well. So so like we were, if for people who haven't, who didn't listen to the album rankings episode, this comes off of their, their, their record, uh, Return of Saturn, which was still kind of like a, a continuation of, of Tragic Kingdom, which is more ska-based, more rock-based, some ballads and everything like that. So while they were touring on uh, Return of Saturn, they were getting together um, and talking about how, what how they should record the next record, how they should like wh- what's their mindset going into this. And they thought, okay, well we're really we we love partying right now. You know, they're they're what late twenties at this point, so they're still yeah. young. They're still in their late twenties. Nobody's really in a serious relationship besides Gwen with Gavin Rossdale. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know why you hate Gavin Rossdale so much, but. Um, She's not so, married to Gwen so, anymore. Broke her heart. That's why. Well, now she's married to Blake Shelton, right? Blake Lively. Yeah. Blake Shelton. Blake, Blake Lively. Woman, right? Or a singer? That's that's Ryan uh, Reynolds. Uh, wife, oh, she's an actress, right? An actress, yeah. right? Yeah, something like that. But anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, they they were trying to decide, you know, what the the direction for the next record, and they said, let's just kind of make this a party record. Let's let's relax. Let's go to Jamaica, and that's what they did. They went to Jamaica. They they. They recorded this record. They wrote and recorded this record in Jamaica with other dancehall artists like like what what was his name? Bounty, Bounty Killer, Bounty Killer, Bounty Killer. Yeah, yeah. And and I think Don, Tom Dumont said in an interview that they were down there. They they partied a lot, drank a lot, smoked a lot, and recorded a little bit of music. Hmm. 
and just that 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 quote right there was just so that's this album yeah they really is the sound like when when you go into this album with that mindset you're like okay i can hear i can hear all of that like this this album is just straight up fun like it didn't seem like any of them were taking themselves seriously it didn't seem like there was any ego on any of this record like on on return of saturn you can hear a lot it's more gwen focused gwen based but on this one it just seemed like it was it was just them it was it's all experimental this this album is is so experimental and i feel like nobody really talks about that they only talk about the pop elements of it but there's way more nuance to this record than than i've ever realized until this week and i think that's it, so fucking cool yeah there is this is this, this is a record that was made by by immature bandmates right like this is a record that mm-hmm. was made by not musicians but by friends they they wanted yeah. to party and they've earned that fucking right. They toured, they made money, they've earned that right to sit back, party, and make a goofy album. And that's what this is. I, I really have a newfound respect for this this record and honestly this band after this. Week. Oh yeah. Um, but I don't know. Do we have anything else on the background for right now, or should we move on to? to I want I want, to know you, I want to know your fucking one B. What is your one B? Oh, you ready for this one? Uh, oh. <laughs> it's running. Are you serious? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? Fucking running? That is the one song that I just I skip every time. I cannot stand this song. Are you serious? I cannot stand this song. Wow. Wow. Holy this song's shit, not good. Okay. This I I I uh, <laughs> This is for sure like my least favorite song. I, I like the melody. I, I just I just it's don't a- think I don't think it's great. It's a mm. top five no doubt song for me. That is insane. You, you joke about this right now. You joke about no, no, right no, now? no. I'm totally serious. When when I first heard this song, when it when it came out, it came out as a single, and it was the last. It was the fourth fourth and final single, I think, off this record. And when I heard it, I just immediately loved it. I love, love, love this song. I I think, I think it's just a beautiful song. Her vocals are just, just, just sound beautiful. The I love the eight bit, the eight bit. Yeah. synthesizer thing going on mixed with the acoustic guitar and oh my god dude this song there's they've never much like trapped in a box they've never written a song even in the same vein as this i I just think i think it's a beautifully composed beautifully written written and composed is the same thing but just played and just just instrumentally i just think it's it's so simple and just so perfect wow i love this song so much I think it's, just, I it's amazing. I am fucking surprised. I'm going to tell you that much right now. I don't want to hear nothing about it. <laughs> I, 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 I skipped this song. I listened to it once, like I said this week. Every time I also wow. listen to this album, I skipped it. I can't I just, believe I've, you don't. I've never liked this song. I, don't, I think the video is stupid. I don't think anything about this is good. You you don't appreciate like the, the 8-bit kind of video game thing going on? Yeah. That, so like I literally wrote. I said the electronic parts to it were fine. Nothing special. That sort of eight bit sound is cool, but eh, that's it. But that's what I, I love the simplicity of it, and her vocals. Oh my god, her vocals are. Dude, she has better vocals on this album. That's just silly boy talk. Right well, no, there. she does have great vocals, other great vocals on this album. But I think the the combination of of those of of the, the vocals with the music on this, it's it's something that that shouldn't make sense. That shouldn't be good. But I'm just they just surprised. 
They're they're great. All right, that's fine. I, I can't even I can't even digest this. Honestly, I I, I can't. I, I I'm at a <laughs> loss for words. I wrote like little lyrics. I I wrote little notes on this song because I didn't. I really just don't like it. And I that's thought fine. for sure no, you wouldn't like it. The video is stupid as fuck. It's dumb. Yeah, the video. I mean, yeah, the video is stupid. It's trash. So is, so is the video for Hella Good and Underneath. Hey, oh hey, hey stupid you. videos too. Uh, Come on. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, we don't have to play running. It's fine because I, I know. I you mean, don't play. That's we fine. could. I. 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 I no. No. I don't no. Even no. Know. No. I don't even know anymore. Time. Don't have to play it. So. So let's move on. So let's move on. So you, what is your one B? Dude, underneath it all, underneath it all is my one B. Oh my such a god, dog. this song is so <laughs> fucking good. I love that everyone uh, is doing a good job, but it's really just background noise to one of Gwen's best vocal performances in No Doubt. And this is one of the songs that was co-produced by Sly and Robbie, and we talked about them mm-hmm. last week. So the we fact did. that like these guys know how to write a killer song with catchy and flowy and melodic rhythm section parts, but they also know how to write a song that completely supports the vocal melody, and I think that is top-notch. This is a song that is great instrumentation, but it's only, it only exists to supplement Gwen's voice. Because this is this is just a fucking killer. This is this is a killer performance by her. I love it. The upstrokes here are so stupid. They're so crisp. They're thrown <laughs> in there, right? Just because Tom's like, "Can I yeah. do something?" And they 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 don't need to be there. They add nothing. But it's cute. Now we're like we're we're reminded they are still a band. It's like the first kind of like real song we've heard thus far on the album, right? The first four, yeah, the first four tracks. It's kind of the first song that we've heard that's kind of like a a band, it's and a, then. Yeah, and again, kind of like in the same respect as, as Sly and Robbie, which which I th- I think like bass wise, fantastic. Drum wise, I don't understand like why he's so popular, but whatever. Um, Adrian yeah, Young throws know. in some of these cool hi hat stuffs everywhere, like we did like last week. Very re- very reminiscent of Sly Dunbar. The little the little faster hi hat hits that he does, those are cool. They come out of nowhere. They supplement but don't overtake. Dude, then when Lady Saw drops in. <laughs> Come on! It's really, it is really good. It is Come on! Awesome. I do like the song a lot. This is my six B though. It's it's a B, but it's a little bit lower on the B list. Far far too low. This should be your one B. That's fine. Well, my one B is running because running is a <laughs> song. I cannot believe fucking morning is your one. Ah, song. Dude, I, I love understand. running. I really do love that song. I, it's that song. Some that that song is something else. I'd love I, something I else think, in a good way. I think you need to go to the doctors and get your earwax fucking flushed out because you can't hear properly. <laughs> later on in this song, there's a, uh, and one of the later <laughs> choruses, it's just Gwen and Tom, right? Yeah. And then we can yeah. we can hear, this is one of like the two, maybe three times on the album where Tom has a part and like, oh, fuck yeah. So like there's there, one of the later choruses, is just Gwen and, Gwen and Tom, like I said, and Tom's Tom's like low distorted guitar is fucking a total throwback to like just a girl in the tragic kingdom. Yes, days. I yes, I thought that I what song I've ever written down, but it, I know exactly it's, what you're talking about. It's this part. It's later in this song where it's just them two singing. Was it like, this oh song? fuck yeah, that is tragic kingdom, dude. Yes. Was it? I thought, no, Tell there was me. another song. Maybe it was not not Rock City. There's, it was one there's of the only leaders. oh I think there's only platinum, three parts. I think it was Platinum Blonde Life. There, there's parts of that song that remind me of, um, Just a Girl. The way the way Tom is playing the guitar with Gwen. I think it's that song. I don't know. It doesn't matter right now. But um, <laughs> what were you gonna say? 
that's it. I I, I just I, oh. I love this song so much. I think I think it's one of her best vocal performances. Not just in like no doubt, but just in general. I think she's I just agree. yeah. She's not a great singer, and she knows she's not a great singer. And she did a little like snippet with Howard Stern, and in, in one of the you can watch it online or whatever. And she she acknowledges like I'm not that, like that great of a singer. I have range. I can sing well. I can hold the tune. So, but I don't. I don't. I'm not that great. I just I I sing things that that mean something to me, and I think that that like simpleness in her is also like what makes her so strong is because she doesn't try to do things out of her range because she doesn't want to, she doesn't need to, she's happy doing what she likes. And this song is just a perfect representation of that. I mean, and kind of throwing it back to, to what you were saying with, with Adrian, he doesn't do anything overcomplicated. Um, but he really, he just, that groove, that groove is so fucking nice. And then Tony comes in and just locks it in just perfectly on the song. I never really listened to the rhythm section of this song until this week. And I was just like, dude, they, they are truly a fantastic rhythm section for any band. I mean, especially Tony, I, I have so much respect for that guy, not just because of no doubt, but because of what he did with Gwen um, on her solo records too. I mean, when we did Gwen several months back, I had no idea that he, he was that involved with her first solo record. And, it's it's fucking great, and this is another song that's 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 excellent, and it's kind of a shame that that Tom gets kind of, you know, kind of pushed in the back of the mix. But his parts are cool. His parts are good. They 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 add a lot of I don't want to say nuance to the song, but I mean, it's definitely the, the, song, the it's it's it was inevitable. Ska yeah. bands they don't they don't rely on, on great guitarists to drive the ska band forward, so. And not to it's say he's a whatever. bad guitarist because he's no, he's not yeah, a bad guitar player at all. at all. And then, and from what I was reading this week, he's the only band member who actually went to like music school. Like he yeah. he under, he's the only one who understands music theory. And I thought that was just so interesting that, and and I read too that that Tom said in in, in an interview that he's always been blown away by Eric Stefani because the guy was kind of self taught. He knew nothing really about music, but he was able to write all these great songs and compositions. And then he's like, and I went to music school, and he's a genius compared to me. Like he, he, it was cool how he was, how humble he was about the whole thing about Eric Stefani, and yeah. just kind of giving kudos to him. I thought that was really rad. So, I don't know. Let's play a little bit of underneath it all, and then we'll uh, we'll get into something else. Sound good? Okay. All right, here it is. Underneath it all from uh, the No Doubts. Just from, uh, you don't have to forget. Just remember the Sunday, all right? Colors 
There you go. Underneath it all, from No Doubt. Good stuff, man. What do you have lyrically Dude, on this song? Her her voice in this song, I swear to God, I will fucking cry. I will sit here and I will cry <laughs> if you play that one more time. It is so goddamn good. Dare her I say it's even her, it is her best vocal performance that she's ever done. I don't even care. I'm going to say it right now. I'll take it back. Yikes. I said it's one of her best. This is her best. It's unfucking real. It's so it's so breezy. It's so easy. It's so it's so lackadaisical and lazy, but it's yeah, so it fucking is. beautiful. It's so nice. Mm. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Mm. <laughs> so what this do you have is, lyrically on this song? So I mean, most of this is about like Gavin Rossdale. She's she's with Gavin yeah. Rossdale this time. They're not married, but they're almost married. So. If we take that as as like peak relationship, Gwen with Gavin Rossdale, then this is leading up to what would be considered at the time like the best moment of her life, right? Getting married. So this is this is them. They, they, they you know they're over the moon for each other, and this mm-hmm. is like her love song for him. But it's not like a totally gushy mushy pile of shit. It's it's kind of cute and simplicity. It's a, it's a little honest. There's parts of this song where where she acknowledges. That things aren't perfect. But my yeah. God, man, the best part of this song is when she says, like, even when things aren't are even when things are bad, they're really not that bad. And that's just like that's like that's, first girlfriend status, dude. That is so fucking high school. That is so like early, <laughs> early Oh my God. It's so I can't even right. I can't even think right now. I'm blushing. Oh God. It's so good. I can't even I I can't even. That's all I got. You can't even, yeah. I can't Millennial, even. you're using that. Throwing that millennial thing out there, thing out there, yeah. I'm a millennial. We are we are millennials, so. Oh, we are. Yeah, I guess so. He's El- not what, what, what did they say? Ultimate. <laughs> that, 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 so that was so good. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah, I, I mean, lyrically, I, I have the same kind of the same thing as you did as you do. Um, how much she really loves him and how beautiful of a person he is on the inside, even though sometimes it doesn't seem that way with how he's acting or even she's acting, but you know, he's still a beautiful person. You know, I will say, Inside I will out. say if we're, if we're just, I'm, you know what? Fuck this because this album is so goddamn good. And if it wasn't for, for my other top three, this would just be like a, a this, this would be their best album. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy that a band can, can change, change directions. So, so, so hard from their, their biggest album, which is tragic kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's that's their biggest fucking album. It, it just straight up is. That is what defined No Doubt, and they changed directions so hard, and they alienated so many of their fans. But I, I, I didn't read a lot of like retrospective reviews written by people who originally hated this album and then now come to appreciate it, because I, both of us, really hated this album when it first came out. Straight up, and we yeah, now love it. It's true. So, so I, I, I just I, man, the, like this band put themselves out there so hard not knowing what is going to happen. And it, it really didn't work out for him because Gwen did leave the band. I don't know if that was like a band decision, if everyone was kind of cool with uh, it, if the, if the group it ran its course. No, it but had like to you have can, been her decision. You can understand when a group runs its course, right? When a, when a band is just yeah. done, when, when a group is like, yeah, we've, we've, we've pretty much exhausted all the things that we wanted to accomplish. 
and we're and we're kind of done. And I think I think Rocksteady is like the perfect representation of a band that ran its course. And there's nothing wrong with okay. that at all. This is a band that ran its course, and and Gwen kind of like still had a dinner, and she did other things outside of this that maybe the band didn't want to do, and weren't capable of doing, weren't weren't capable of following her to whatever she had. But I think overall, this album theme is insecurity, and I I, I think that is just. That is that is that is unreal coming from a band in a in a in a front man that that has done so much so 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 much good stuff that puts them like kind of on a pedestal above everybody else. But I think there's a lot of insecurity mm-hmm. in this album. I think there's insecurity in her relationships and like platinum blonde life. There's complete insecurity in the way she presents herself. She's like literally telling us the way I I, I dove into platinum blonde life, which is my A B. Yeah by the way but the way i dove into platinum blonde life was this is like her literally saying i don't know if this is who i am that whole like knocking on the door thing that metaphorical knock at the door that's like i i I took that as like reality is knocking at the door and she's kind of like laying there refusing to answer the door because she doesn't really know if this whole like dyeing her hair blonde thing and the makeup and the crop tops is that really gwen stefani or is that just who Gwen Stefani wants to be? Is she really being herself? I think there's a ton of insecurity in this album, and I fucking love it. The more I talk about it, the more I love this album. I'm just saying. I'm getting so giddy right now. <laughs> so it's so, so kind of t- touching upon Platinum Blonde Life, I think this is the, the most vulnerable song on the entire record. This is the only time where she she it kind of takes a more depressive tone because this is a depressing song. She's, I think, she, for me, she's talking about her depression and how... You know, it, it really affects her, but she she has to put on a, a good face to the world, to to the media and fans and everything like that. And she she's associating the platinum blonde hair, which she was known for on Tragic Kingdom. She has to put that that mask on that that wig essentially to show that she's okay. But deep down, she's not. She she's feeling brown, as as she says, because she's a natural brunette. She's not a blonde blonde person blonde haired person and i i just i like i like the lyrics on that and how vulnerable she is in this in this particular song and it's like we don't we, we don't know what she feels is she does she think she's batman or does she think she's like like superman where superman is superman and his alter ego is clark kent right whereas batman yeah. is like bruce wayne but his alter ego is is batman like did she feel <laughs> like she's she's this blonde you know face on tragic kingdom and she's pretending to be somebody that she maybe does is is not, or or is she the opposite? Is she that blonde person, but she knows that her roots and people will not accept her because that's not who really she really is. I don't know. That's super vulnerable though. Yeah, it's scary. I I, I kind of I okay. So so kind of associating the the lyrics with the music. I feel like because this song is kind of a filler song. This is not a not a banger for me. Uh, I don't think the chorus is very strong. Uh, there's there are some good chicka chickas. Definitely some good chicka chickas in this. Oh song. my god, that's fun because I thought this song would could do so much better yes. if there were more chicka chickas. <laughs> <That's, laughs> more of them? I, 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 I there literally so wrote. Many? I said there's a couple parts here that could have been made so much better if they transitioned with more chickas. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Th- so that's I, Rick I feel Kasich, like, man. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. That's, so that's another thing. Rick Ocasek, you know, did the song with them from the Cars. Um, but what I was thinking, what I was thinking was it's more of a filler song. It's more of like a rock song. It's not really a no doubt song. It's her, it's showing her insecurity, like kind of going through the motions of putting on the mask and just going out there and going with 
the flow, not the flow, but going with the, um, what is it? What's the expression? Like that, that kind of going, going with, with the flow is fine. No, but there's another expression, another expression. But anyway, but just kind of go, going through the motions, just kind of going through yeah. the motions of, of that kind of rock star life that she's been used to since Tragic Kingdom. And she's putting kind of like out a mediocre song because that's what everybody wants. Or she's putting out a song with, with the mask on that everybody wants, but it's not that great. It's a filler song. So that's kind of what I got with Plan and Blonde Life. It's kind of funny. Which I didn't even I... expect to talk about on this one, on this episode. Oh, that's fine. But but remember like the video for uh for what was it fucking um was it what what you waiting for? Yeah, um, it's, it's it's for what you waiting for. She's in the car. It's like the whole skit thing, and she's going to meet her like her agent, and and she's just going through the motions that you said, and it's just it's. Was that what you're waiting for? I think that's what you're waiting for. Yeah. It could be. I mean, I I don't remember right now. Right, it's the one where she sings in the beginning. Maybe it's TikTok. I think it's I think it's fucking. Uh, that's the same song. Fucking. That's the same song when she was going tick tock, tick tock. Yeah, then it's for sure. Which is that like for. falsetto thing? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that's what you're waiting for. The, the, I the love that pipe. song. Yeah, I love that fucking song so much. <laughs> so God damn! Go listen to that episode. Anybody listening right now, go listen to that Gwen Stefani episode we did. Because oh my God, dude. damn, that was fun. Do, that was so good. Literally do Gwen Stefani every week, and I would be happy. Don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do we have anything else on Platinum Blonde Life? Uh, no, and nothing else on under, under, underneath at all. Jesus. Oh, man. Okay, so what is your 2B? Oh, making out. Really? Okay, yeah. that's my 5B. So what do you got okay. on this one? First of all, love that bass line, right? Fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is, this is the fourth track. The first song is just an intro, but it sets up nicely because it's a cohesive album. We get that coda at the end and the outro that brings the intro in. Cool. So so making out is 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 kind of like the really first really rad baseline that doesn't sound like it's going to be a dance song, but it's fucking badass, man. I love Gwen's delivery. I like the build up on this one. I like the way it climbs constantly, and that chorus. Mm-hmm. That chorus is so fucking perfect. This is top notch yeah, Gwen. It's chorus. pretty uncatchy. God damn! And then before <laughs> the second before the second verse, she says, "Here comes another one," and then the song drops in. That's one of my favorite parts in the album. It's just oh, it's so it's, good. Uh, I I get pumped up. I fist pump like like I'm fucking the situation with Pauly D from Jersey oh, Shore. God. Uh, that drum beat though, it is it is more of a disco beat, which is always catchy. Always catchy. You can't go wrong with that with that beat. I agree with you with the bass, but is it a bass guitar or is it like a, like it's the bass being played on a keyboard? Yeah. That's what I thought. It sounds like a keyboard, but I mean, what what the fuck do I know? Well, but like most of uh, the song is is very like new wave inspired, and, and a lot of is. parts oh, of this yeah. album is very new wave inspired. So, like given that this song specifically is very new wave inspired, I would say that that's probably a keyboard. That that's what I was thinking. That's kind of what that's what I wrote it down as. But but even so, even still, if it's a if it's a keyboard, we don't. I'm not know knocking that, it for it. But like we don't know. Tony didn't say, "Hey, you should play this." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then like the keyboardist, or yeah. if it was Tony and the keyboard, I don't know. And then they just didn't play the the riff that Tony gave them because there's so many fucking people on this album. There's there's like a hundred, like a fucking <laughs> but it, the but congregation. It's not, just, it's not just that, but like when you look at the credits for this record, like every member, there's like okay, so the member, so like Gwen, vocals, additional programming, pretty much every song. 
Tom Dumont, yeah. guitar, additional programming, every song. And it was the same for all the four main band members. It was everybody had their main instrument plus additional programming, maybe like guitar or something random here and there. So it's like it, it it's hard to kind of figure out who played what on which song because there's so much going on. There's so much going on in all of these, most of these songs. There's yeah, there's just so many. There, there, there's so many uh, the hands in the pot. And, and Tony played keyboards. I think on on almost all tracks or all the tracks. And so yeah. even like I said, like even if that was a keyboard, like we don't know that it wasn't Tony. So I'm always going to assume that any crazy great baseline is Tony. Yeah, which is fair. It, it's fair to think that because he's a fucking amazing bass player. He was from the Disneyland demos up through, I don't remember anything from Push and Shove, but anything up through this record, he's been fantastic. Here's a, here's a making out from the No Doubts. Yeah. Here we go. One of my famous fades. And the No Doubt song, Making Out. All right. So, like, also, I, I have notes here. Um, in any way, shape, or form, does this song remind you of Fuck the Pain Away by Peaches? So, no, <laughs> way, I didn't. The way she sings it. Like, did you hear her just oh, jump into now... the... <laughs> okay, now I can. Okay, now that you say that, I can totally hear it. I died that thought and that never crossed my mind though prior to so this. Stupid. <laughs> but do you know what I was thinking? That what? that constant like keyboard synth part that din 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 that plays through the entire song really. Yeah. Temporary secretary. <laughs> that's that is the that's like the backbone to that Paul McCartney song Temporary Secretary which we recently <laughs> discovered did. like a month ago. Um 
but no, that's that's what it completely reminded me of. <laughs> and now, now that I've listened to this to this song again, it's definitely a bass playing. It's not it's not a not the keys, not the keyboard. That's definitely a bass. I don't know what it, why I thought it could have been a keyboard, but that's definitely a bass. I mean, maybe but, it is. I don't know. He played I, keyboards I think on a lot of these songs. I know, I know, I know. I can't imagine him opting for a keyboard over a bass, though. That, that's that's, you know what I mean? Like like, why would he choose? True. Oh, I'll, I'm going to play the keyboard instead of the bass guitar in this one. True. I, I just don't see him doing that. But also, that was kind of like the fun and point of this record was to play instruments that you don't normally play. That's so true. I wouldn't. Maybe it is a I, keyboard. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Who fucking knows? They know, but they know. know. Uh, what do you have lyrically on this one? Obviously, they fucking know. <laughs> uh, this is this one. This one's pretty up because they were kind of getting two sides of her, of her then relationship with Rosdale. Mm-hmm. Uh, the verse is sort What's, of. Uh, what is your issue with Gavin Rosdale? I don't because I don't because he couldn't make it work. Okay, she deserves someone that that can make it work. I don't like Blake Shelton's music. <laughs> I think it's trash, but I love Blake Shelton because he's making it work. Sit. Oh my god! What? Sit. I don't. I don't know. I, I still don't know why you don't like Gavin Rosda. There's I just two told sides you. to every story. There's two side. Two sides to every story. The point is, I Gavin's don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. I don't fucking care what Gavin's side is. Are you kidding me? Are you joking my ass right now? I don't care what his I, fucking side is. <laughs> Shit. But why? <laughs> <laughs> because Gwen is perfect. Gwen is God. Uh. Gwen is God. Well, G I G gig. I'm gonna call it gig. Gwen is God. Don't forget gig. Gig, don't forget, gig. don't forget gig. Okay, <laughs> make sure it's a gig, which is Gwen's face. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible, man. terrible, this, terrible, terrible. This conversation is stupid. The uh, you asked, you asked the 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 verses, yeah, gig. The, gig. the verses, the verses here sort of <laughs> sort of deal with like the day to day, the day to day of missing her boo, right? While the oh, chorus is more like the giddy lighthearted approach to like reuniting and yeah. i also like the uses of making out the double entendre literally making it out by sucking face right but also yeah. like pulling through the hardships of, of touring to surviving as a couple which they didn't but like making it as a couple <laughs> make it out God, you were just so critical of this guy I'm go, Jeez. you break my girl's heart break your face i'm like i'm she like probably broke his from, heart who knows no, she didn't. That's, no, no way. She she doesn't know wrong. Gig. Don't forget gig. Did you forget gig? You've already I, forgot I, gig. You I, already I, forgot I, gig. I can <sighs> never forget gig. Don't forget gig. Can't forget gig. I'm like I'm like Vin Diesel in the first Fast uh, Fast and the Furious movie when he's talking to Paul Walker. When so Paul terrible? Walker first. Dude, you're overcooking my grits. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> when when Vin Diesel first sees Paul Walker like eyeballing his sister, he says, "You you break her heart. I'll break your face." <laughs> the fact the fact that you said I'm overcooking your grits to quoting a, a Vin Diesel line from the first Fast and Furious is, is unreal. I never thought we'd get to this point. I'm just saying I get uh I, I, I get defensive. I get defensive. I get defensive. God damn, that was stupid. <laughs> <sighs> I'm exhausted. That 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 just exhausted me right there. That exhausted. Me. That was uh, <laughs> that was my that was my two B. What is what is what is your two B? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my um, 
My 2B is in my head. In my yed. What does this one sit for you? Ah, dude. I hate that song so much. Stop. Stop. I hate that song so much. I hate Zombie from the Cranberries so much. It's the Cranberries, right? Yeah. I hate that song fucking so much. And then she goes, like she's throwing up. Fucking That's what terrible. Tom DeLonge fucking sounds like half the time. But Tom DeLonge sounds so fucking cool when he does it. Hell, can you sound Cranberry's cool? Cranberry's girl, she's okay. stupid. I think she just died. Didn't she, didn't she die a couple years ago? It's fucked up. Too soon. Too yeah, soon. Whatever. Tom DeLonge's better. We should come back as a zombie. Oh God, That's stupid. Yeah, in my head. That's my. Uh, that's my. That's my four B. <laughs> that's my four B. Okay. So in my head. Um, I, I kind of like the circus kind of sound thing going on here. Normally, I hate it, but they do it really well for some reason. It's not, it's not, it's not stupid and campy. I mean, they've kind of been doing that since the early days, since the first record and and the stuff prior to that record. Um, so so they kind of throw that in there with some cool synth sounding drums, like the like they're, they're obviously playing playing like an electronic drum kit, hitting those fills going into the different parts. I thought that was really kind of. It normally sounds stupid, but it sounds really cool when they do it for whatever reason. Um, overall, though, the, the song kind of just bounces along really nicely. Uh, the 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 minimal use of the upstroke guitar was really great. Like it was it was perfectly placed in there. It was never too much. It was just a nice balance of it all, and I really like that. Um, and then the chorus, the chorus, one Oof. of the catchiest, one of the catchiest parts on the this entire record. It really is. That chorus is so fucking good. And the backup vocals of her own voice kind of layered on top of it was fantastic because it kind of goes along with the lyrics where she's kind of talking to herself. She's in her own head. So it's like, you know, it's 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 her main voice, but then, you know, the the voices are talking back at her and it's just it's very subtle, but it's very well done, very well placed, well written. I love this song. This is a really good song. I like I really, really, really like the way she says head, like right before the chorus. Right? Okay. Right be, right like like she the, I don't know, the way she says head the way she says heads in the my, my head chorus part I, I think is, is is fantastic. I like that the last part of the song is is a little bit different. I always appreciate that, like like changing it up before you end it. Um, mm-hmm. But this intro, this intro is boss, man. I love yeah. that bass line. I love that instrumental part. I like how the bass line builds and gets a little bit more aggressive, but it's mm-hmm. super subtle. It's super tiny. He knows not to take over the song. It just shows he's a great musician. Tony is a great musician, great bass player, great songwriter, I think, honestly. I, I think I think Tony... And this is kind of a knock to Gwen. I don't, I don't, I'm not forgetting gig. You can knock her. Okay. I'm not forgetting gig. Forget I'm gig. I'm just going to knock her a forget little bit. Gig. I'm not forgetting, I'd never forget gig. Don't forget gig. But I, I think gig. that, I think that Gwen is an incredibly, incredibly <laughs> blessed. We're, we'll say blessed because it'll probably get us oh, more likes. Dude, if we you're throwing blessed. out these no-no list. That's not on the no-no list words. yet. Blessed is not on the no-no list. It isn't? I don't Are think blessed sure? is. It should be, but it's not there. It should be. I'll put it on the no-no list later. Yeah, Gwen Gwen should be incredibly blessed by being surrounded by people that, that are so good at their instruments that they're able to, man, for lack of a better like phrasing, they're able to dumb down their, their parts to supplement her. To to no, to build her up. 
to build her up. And that to sounds like a knock to everybody, but I, I think that... It sounds like that, more like a knock to Gwen. But. It is. It is a knock to Gwen. And again, I'm not forgetting Gig, but I think that Gwen is just... Is, uh, I think she has this, like, she had this she had this untapped <laughs> potential that 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 everybody just wanted her to become better and better and better and she finally did and mm-hmm. she still seems pretty super fucking humble about everything like she's not a, like a douchebag at all I think that's what's so great about her that's why she's God <laughs> I would agree with you you know that that she still seems to be very humble I wouldn't say she's gig but um, yeah, no, she she does still seem very humble. Like she never really has anything bad to say about the no doubt days ever. But yeah, she's definitely trying, not the like, shit on her all the fucking time. She's did a music video where she wrote that like rat tail and and people like thought she was appropriating some culture. I can't remember any of it because oh it like because Gwen's the greatest. Wait, was it Native American culture? I don't know. I don't remember. People have Something, been saying she she's I been appropriating cultures for decades now. Yeah, since the Harajuku days. Yeah, the hair the yeah, days. I thought maybe there was something with the no doubt where I guess you could say she was appropriating like Jamaican culture or something like that. Well, like she did like the 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 I don't know if it's specific uh, because my history. I I brush up my fucking world history and ever. But like remember <laughs> the dot she used to wear in her forehead, like the little like the Oh the, yeah, in the, the, the Hindu dot Tragic thing, Kingdom remember? days. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, that you can say, yeah, she's she's. But again, I don't know if that's like specific to to Hindu culture. I have no idea. I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. I took one history course in my life, and I hated it. It's boring as fuck. <laughs> Human history is not exciting at all. All right, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> You're wrong, but that's fair. Um, so many right. things have happened. So, uh, so I'm gonna play a little bit of in my yed from. No doubt. So here it is. Uh, Enjoy. I tried to think about rainbows when it gets bad. You got to think about something to keep from going mad. I tried to think about big fat roses when the shit starts going down. But my head is wicked jealous. Don't want to talk about
There you go, in my head. From No Doubt. It's just, it's so hard to like, to hit those high notes and make your voice crack and not have it be annoying. And she does it <laughs> flawlessly. Every yeah, time. you're right. You're right. You are right about that. <laughs> so song, what do you got lyrically really, on this one? What? This Also, this song really reminds me of the song Illumination by Gogo Berdello. The one that builds kind of... Dun, 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 dun. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. that song? Yes, kind I Kind of do. like the same build up to it. I dig. I dig. I dig. I can, okay, I can hear that. I would have never made that connection, but I can hear it. But I, 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 I thought this song was just about, again, like her insecurities in her relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That, that's what I got, too. And how she she doesn't like hearing about the pat, her, her significant other's past and talking about happier times before he met her, the insecurities behind that and how it's all in her head, how even even though he she knows that he loves her, um, it still, you know, bothers her a lot. So, you know, I, I, I take it back. Earlier I said this album's the main theme of this album is like insecurity. I think it's 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 vulner vulnerability. Vulnerability? Vulnerability. That works. Because I, I think I think I think there's a little bit of a difference between the two. And I, I think I think that's ultimately what's happening here is, is, is she's just being vulnerable. And uh, that's ballsy, man. That's ballsy, right? She's on top of the world. I'm talking about Gwen Stefani here. She's gig. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. So then, what's baby. your your three B? Your three B was Hey Baby, right? Hey Baby, hey, yeah, Hey Baby was my three B. Oh my God, dude, you're the worst. How was? What are you talking? That's a fantastic <laughs> fucking song. Are you fucking insane? It's fine. It's fine. On the birthday, went to my high school. It's like burps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just. Uh, I, it does. What is? I mean, my we only. Already, other we already high, talked about it. Yeah, my what? my only high B is is just hella good. That's my five B. I like it. I think it's fine. Okay, I mean, I mean, I'm just kind of going through my Bs real quick. Um, I think it's cool because it's just an easy two note so, song. It's it's a this is like a, 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 a kind of like a reggae jam song. It's cool. So, hella good is my three B, by the way. So is, I I I, I, I do not we, understand that. <laughs> we we got to talk about hella good, and then there's another song, waiting room, which I think we should touch upon because Prince co-wrote that song. Yeah, and, and he's they, on the song. He's on the song. He sings on it. He co-wrote it. And that song was originally recorded for, or written and recorded for Return of Saturn, but it didn't make that record, and they ended up putting it on this one, which is kind of a standout song uh, for this record, and really, honestly, for Return of Saturn. So, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's a good song, though. What? It's still good. It's my, Winning Room is my 4B. Oh, wow. I did not expect that. Uh, oh, that is an okay song to me. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Are you a big fan? Do you like Prince music? Do you, do you like, I, I mean. No, I'm obviously, no, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Prince really at all, but I I understand he's a great musician and especially a great guitar player. He really is. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's a, he's a, he's definitely a top guitar player for sure. But I don't think, I don't like his songs that much. I don't either. Just because they're, they're, they're hypersexual and, and you kind of like pigeonhole yourself in my eyes, when you write these hypersexual songs, you put yourself into a certain category, and it's kind of just like, eh, okay. Well, if I don't relate he, to this immediately, then I don't care. 
but they're also just very kind of like like jumpy and kind of like staccato kind of sounding his songs are and it's just like uh, i just my problem with this one is is so high it starts off aggressive it starts off aggressive and we think that there's going Mm -hmm. to be some type of drop later on and we think it's going to go somewhere and it teases kind of like this this drop and it never gets there but yeah that's not a bad thing because as long as you can supplement that lack of a drop that lack of a relief with a good middle ground then I'm fine with it, but I don't think the middle ground is good here. That's fair. That's fair. I see. I, I agree with you. It does start out like it, it's a heavy hitting song at the beginning. It has that as that heavy electronic drum beat. Tony's bass line comes along and it's it's honestly really, really great. Um, and then behind that all is the, like some subtle synth stuff that actually reminds me a lot of Postal Service. A lot of the stuff that they were doing on the Give Up record, especially. Um, uh, the district sleeps alone tonight. There's some like nuances in that song that remind me of this, uh, this song waiting room, which I thought was really cool, but it doesn't really pay off. Like you were saying, it doesn't really pay off like the postal service stuff does or a a lot of other songs do, but it's still a good song. I really like it. And I feel like his voice meshes really well with Gwen's. I really, really liked it. I mean, their voices together would have been, their voices together is fantastic. Like hearing, like say Prince were to put out a record where it was like a do not a duet, but like a record with Gwen, that that could just be, that could have been, fucking phenomenal, because I feel like their voices could have meshed so well because she's so, she's her voice is so unique and his voice is pretty unique too, but really only because he sings so high, but together they could have been a record with them too could have been really cool. This is the this is the song that that. Like her interview with Howard Stern, she was really, really like humble about it, and it was kind of cool to see like, like a huge artist still get butterflies when working with other, essentially legends at this point. And, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and she was just like Howard Stern asked her, like, "He did like, were you nervous?" She's like, "Fuck yeah, I was nervous. Like, I'm working with Prince. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm a nobody." It's <laughs> like, dude, you're not a nobody, man. Like, come on. <laughs> that's but that's like that's, that's Gwen, baby. That's Gwen. She's humble. That's gig right there. That's gig. Get over how stupid that is. <laughs> like it's not even that clever. It's just so stupid. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I want to make sure it's anybody can buy them for me if they want to. Oh god. I'll wear them all. I don't care. But yeah, right, so I, I I I agree. I, I think their I think their vocal parts layer nicely, even though they kind of had the same style and sound. But for just whatever reason, man. But I think that that's for, that's him. I think that's him coming in just with experience in general, and knowing how to, again, how to supplement her. And uh, from that, also that interview too. She she said that she had written a lot of the song, and Prince somehow got involved, and he he called actually the he called his bouncer or his bodyguard to give the phone to Gwen, mm-hmm. and then. When when she got on the phone, he was like, "Yeah, that song you gave me." And she's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, I I I rewrote the entire thing." <laughs> and she was just like, "Uh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> because what do you do? You give a song to Prince, and he says, "I rewrote the whole thing." Like, would you, would you say no? Like, no. You you say, "Of course, yeah." That'd yeah, be such a cool like fuck you to anybody. Like that would be like, I'd give her a lot of respect if she said no. That's ridiculous. You, you, that would have that would have no, no, been cool. Just, that would have been you, cool though. But you can't you can't say no to like your idols. 
because she idolizes him vocally. Like clearly, she takes a lot of stuff from Prince books. Yeah, and I agree. I don't like every time I hear Prince sing. All I hear is that song "Kiss." That you don't have to be like it's just it's annoying. I, I can't. Stand or when it. doves cry. Uh, yeah. It's just it's annoying. But like everything else is great. But that's uh, annoying. I don't care. Whatever. Gwen is God. Gig baby. Don't forget. Gig, Gig baby. Lyrically, what do you got? Gig I mean, baby, it's Gig pretty. Baby. Follows in theme with the rest of the record. But yeah, this is just a sexual love song. Yeah, being in love with a guy. Well, she's willing to wait for him till until he comes to her. And um, yeah, kind of very high school, high school. Head over heels, kind of thing going with that song. Shapoopy. Shapoopy? Yeah, Shapoopy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know Shapoopy? Yeah, from Family Guy? Is that what you're referring to? Referring to? You're right. It wasn't Family Guy, but that's actually from a musical. Oh, is it? I don't know. Fucking yeah. shit, dude. A girl you're, that'll kiss on the very guy. first date is usually a hussy, but a, oh, a girl that'll wait till okay. the second time around is anything but fussy. I think it's a guy, actually. No, it's a girl. But a girl that waits till the third time around, head in the clouds, feet in the ground. That's girl you glad you found. She's my Shapoopy. Come on. You know Shapoopy? <laughs> what, what musical is that from? I don't remember. You do not remember. <laughs> but you're the musical guy. You're right. That's that's a fail on my part. Well, we've all I'm been embarrassed. there. We've all been I'm there. Embarrassed. Except for me. <laughs> all right. My, <laughs> my, my 3B, my third banger. I think we... I, I mean, honestly... Unless you want to talk about anything else, we could wrap it up after this song. But hella good. Yeah. Hella good. Second single from this record. They had a, boom, I boom, thought boom, was a massively boom, huge boom, boom, boom. or massive video uh, for this one where they're driving on jet skis. They're, they're, they're spray painting stupid. ships. It's a terrible video. <laughs> Fucking Fuck, dumb, man. dude. It's a really <laughs> dumb video. But it w- they played it so much. So much on MTV and VH1. <laughs> um but yeah hella good i i hated the, i fucking hated this song when it came out i really really despised the song and it took me until honestly this week to realize wow this is an absolute fucking banger i mean this is this is truly a pop masterpiece right here the the vocal melody the the structure of the song it, it's a simple a simple verse chorus structure but the way that they transition in between the two of them and the heavy hitting drums, they're so simple, but just the the tone of the drums with the heavy synth, the 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 kind of subtle guitar playing, everything is just so perfectly balanced. But but the synth the the chorus where the synth meets Gwen's voice is just perfection. I I, I think the song is just an absolute pop banger through and through. Here- here is the best part of this song. And this is my 5B, okay? So I'm not saying this because I hate this song. I fucking love this song. But my favorite part of this song is Gwen's... <laughs> and it goes She's back canting. and forth in the channels. Like, like if you listen yeah. with headphones on, oh my God. It goes back and forth in the channels and it's just, it's to die for. It's to die for. It's so good. <laughs> I love that so much. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, and then when like, you, okay, yeah. so, so first of all, when it, when it, we're starting off with like the bass slide, right? We're kicking the song off with that heavy bass Bada tones. Boom, 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 boom. And then when the guitar first comes in, dude, it drops hard. This is like one of the hardest that Tom has ever dropped into any No Doubt song ever. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's aggressive. And it's, and it's so simple, too. It's so simple. Everything about this song 
is simple. <laughs> There's nothing fussed over, nothing complicated. This is a this is truly a pop production type of song. I yeah, love this it. This is a perfect this is a perfect it. dance song. This one has oh, a yeah. lot of like subtle rock steady the the genre like undertones. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff in this album in general. It, it it's not just the name of the album, but there's a lot of this this so like 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 Rocksteady is a is a precursor to reggae, which is a precursor to ska music. So Rocksteady was in between ska and, and reggae. And the difference yeah. between the three is like again, super fucking subtle. It's easier to understand what they banned than it is to watch that famous Bob Marley vi- the video where you know what the fuck he's saying <laughs> half the time. But there's a lot of like rock steady undertones to this album. There's a lot of reggae undertones to this album. And there's a lot of Scott stuff here that is still reminiscent of their early days. And I think Hella Good has all of that, but then also has Gwen's kind of like prowess at just being a good pop star. I think you're right. Perfect. I think you're totally right. The melody is so solid. And then when you watch the video, when she's singing the chorus in the video, she's on the jet ski and she's like standing in the back. She's like waving her arms around. Like Ugh. it just, it just, everything is so perfectly in sync with the video and the video like we said the video is fucking stupid it's terrible but man that that melody is so it's so strong i i never realized until this week how strong of a melody it is it's it's great so i'm gonna play a little bit of um of hella good we'll talk about you know the kind of the writing of it production of it lyrics a little bit and then we'll wrap it up sound good it sounds good all right so here it is hella good from the No Doubts. There you go, hella good from No Doubt. There's so much, there's so much going on in this song that I never fucking realized. It makes me so mad that I've never, I've never picked up on it. I, I this song is, this is fucking amazing. I've been telling you for a while, this album is pretty fucking good. I'm just, saying. I know, I, I, I know, I know. 
I just I had this this hatred for it when it came out and I just never wanted to go back to it. But there's there's a lot going on on this record. It's stupid. It's fucking stupid. Before like, before we close it out even, like like do you what do you think about using the intro and then going to like that I I, I think it's called a coda using prior parts to a a musical piece incorporating it at mm-hmm. the end of a piece. What do you what do you think about using the intro into the outro of Rocksteady itself? The title track. Um Do you like it? Do you notice it? Did you I know it was happening? I didn't really I honestly I didn't really notice gotcha. it. Gotcha. No. So the intro is literally know. just just like two two lines, right? It's just it's just yeah. the it's kind of like a chant. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So so like the Rock City, the outro adds it's its own song, but it uses that intro and incorporates it into the song as an outro. So like the intro is is it's it's about like it's just it's just how true love thrives in the face of adversity. And mm-hmm. it does so in a cute way because using the, the word rock steady as both a genre of music and saying true love survives even during rocky times, right? Rock yeah. steady. That thing is cool. That's the intro. We go to the outro here. After going through the entire album of, of insecurities, of highs and lows, of, of questioning your relationship, of also professing her love for Gavin Rossdale. Now we Good have the, the outro of rock steady. Again, hit it with that coded thing, like you said. But in the beginning, she says, like, the true love will survive in the face of adversity. But then, like, playing along into the insecurities of, of half of these songs. Rocksteady itself is my 6B because of the way it's written. This is one of the greatest things Gwen has ever written. If she wrote Oof. this song, I don't know. Just because of the way she has now, like, incorporated a concept. And this is this is sort of a concept album. It flows in, in sort of a way... You know, it goes in and out of things, but it, like it really, yeah. like Rocksteady really solidifies it as a concept album, a concept album of 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 going into. Let's let's concept take this record? entire album. Let's take this entire album as like a thought, right? You're laying in bed, you're about to fall asleep, and you think, you think, boom, I now I'm in the, I'm I'm now in a relationship. I think we can survive it, and then every song subsequent after the intro. You know, Hella Good, Detective, all these songs that don't start the fire, your favorite song running, I don't know why. But all these songs are, are, <laughs> are kind so of like good. all these songs are exploring these these themes of, of insecurity, of vulnerability, and Rocksteady's really hammering it home of yes, we are going to survive, but even if we don't, it's fine. Because I'm happy. Okay. I don't know. I I, I, I think this album is, is better than Man, I think this album as a whole is, is is one of the best things No Doubt's ever done. But like Oof. individually, obviously, it's just not it's not up to par. Because they've never done anything close to a concept album in any way, shape, or form. No, no they have to, not. But even then, it, I mean, I kind of get what you're saying, but I can't really see this as a as a concept record. There's no song on this album that isn't about either insecurity, vulnerability, some type of love song, or something that deals with all three. But that's not really a concept record because it has to be sequenced in a certain way to make it a concept record. But it is sequenced because the intro leads into all of these songs that explore these different facets of her relationship. And then it ends yeah, with okay. Rocksteady, which goes back to the intro, but then kind of incorporates like, uh, I feel better now that I've I've talked this out. I've thought but this then, out. I've, I've thought then, this like, through. Platinum Blonde Life really throws a wrench in the whole thing because... 
that's the song that doesn't really apply lyrically. I disagree. Platinum Blonde Life solidifies it. Platinum Blonde Life is the most insecure we have ever seen Gwen, either well, in is, music but or it, in real life. You're right, but it doesn't apply in, in the context of this record, which is primarily about her love life or about somebody she's in love with. You know, it it's more it's more of a personal thing with her own personal insecurities rather than her insecurities with a significant other or her her passion for another person. But then don't forget what follows Platinum Blonde Life is the most like overtly sexual, straightforward song. Is is a very like fuck it. This is who I am. And right before Platinum Blonde Life, in my head, again, another song about her insecurities and relationships. We're building up to this thing where the, the before the last song the in, in Rock Teddy isn't really considered a song. It's more of just like a like a like a like an overture. It's just I a guess. ballad, like a dub sounding ballad. But it's parts. it's it's not it's not like a song. It's it's just an, it's a it's an outro. If we consider yeah, Rock City yeah. as an outro, it's what it is, an outro. Waiting Room is kind of like the last song. And so Waiting Room is is this overly sexual love song and we get like one of the most sexualized musicians ever, right? Prince. Yeah. Now we have true. Prince coming in to to solidify all of Gwen's problems and say, "Yeah, you're you're fine. Don't worry about it." Then we get the outro. So we have this buildup. All the first 10 tracks are just buildup. Like, I feel bad about this. I'm insecure about this. I, I feel weird about this. I don't like this. But then it's like, well, this is who I am. Outro. Boom. Done. Concept. Okay. that That's fair. That's Gig. totally fair. Gig. Gig. No. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. So let's um, let's give our final thoughts on this record. And then give our rating based off of our world-famous three-point rating system, where three three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue continue to listen to, one is a bad album, give it a shot, and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So uh, what do you got, Jeff? Go. I, I, I really didn't pick up on the concept part of it until I was actually talking about it, but it really does make sense. And and I, I do think that there's a lot there inside of Gwen. I think I think she's better at this time than even she thinks that she was. And so I, I think there's a lot of really mature writing and not just like, like words, right? Like the sequencing of this, I think is mm-hmm. great because we're exploring a lot of different facets of her, of her psyche, of her id, of her super ego, of her ego. And, <laughs> and, and I think it's fine. I think it's fine. We don't always have to have like a band play all the instruments and fucking write all the music and fucking play the same thing. Who kids a fucking shit? God damn, dude. Read all these reviews online, all these little cuck balls sacked over there on the internets <laughs> saying, oh, I don't like No Doubt on this album because they had too many people producing and they had other musicians. They're not a band anymore. Man, fuck you. Okay, guy. Okay, okay fucking. Guy. I, okay, I, guy. I actually wrote, I actually wrote down one of the one of the usernames on one of the websites, but it, it would literally mean nothing if I said it. So it doesn't. It, I'm not even gonna read it. But <laughs> this is great. This is a great album. I, I I really don't have anything ever negative to say about Gwen Stefani. So uh, so uh, I mean, it's not a perfect album because because all the songs here aren't perfect and they're not all yeah, they're not all great. Right. Um, but this is a solid two point five, man. This is a Woo! solid solid two point five. That is high. That is very yeah. high. Wow. Yep. Okay. I'm surprised. Yep. Fucking surprised. My final thoughts. Um, like I said, I hadn't listened to this record in probably 15, at least 15 years. Going back to it, I was v- pleasantly surprised. Uh, I just, I could not believe how nuanced this record was. How, 
how much every member was actually involved with the making of it. Yes, I understand there were extra songwriters, extra producers here and that, but in this instance, I was totally okay with it because of how this album was recorded. It wasn't a disjointed effort. It was it was a very much collaborative effort, not only within the band, but with other songwriters. Like they were just it was a giant hangout session for probably I mean I think it was like nine months or something like that. Six months yeah. or something. It was just just having a good time. And that and and it shows on this record because this record is a ton of fun musically. Lyrically, yes, because Gwen, you know, it was her ups and downs of a, of a long distance relationship. But outside of that, I mean, this is a great collaborative record and that's something that they've always prided themselves in. And I, I totally dig that. Like I just, they just do this kind of thing so well. And I love how they just decided to say if it was just a huge fuck you to the record industry, to everybody who liked tragic kingdom and, I wish I wouldn't have slept on this record because it really is a solid record. Mm. Um, so I guess with that being said and everything else we've talked about in this Whoa, episode, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to have to give this record a two out of five out of three, 2.5 out of three. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Solid. What okay. would <laughs> you think I was going to give it? Well, cause you, you said two out of five out of three and then that was, I was confused for a second. Oh yeah. I see. Yeah. I know, just... I know. But then I corrected myself. Okay. Yeah, 2.5 yeah, yeah. out of 3. Solid. I think it's solid. That's great. That's a fucking yeah. phenomenal ranking. It's it's by far, yeah, like you said, by far it's not it's not perfect, but there's a lot of rad shit on here. A lot of rad stuff. And and just sonically and and production-wise, I think it's it's a great pop. But I honestly say it's a great pop record because it really it, it when you really break it down it is a pop record with a lot of yeah. cool things happening in the background and and everything like that. It's a pop record written by musicians. So that's there that's you go. Great. Yeah, there you go. So um have we got any do we have anything else on Rocksteady and No Doubt? Anything like that? That's it. All that's right. it. Rocksteady and Bebop. We're done. <laughs> great villains, great villains. Um fucking <laughs> 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 worst villains ever. <laughs> Did nothing. Best villains. Um Thank you all for listening to the podcast. Um, go to Apple Podcast, Spotify, give us five stars and five stars only. And yeah, you know, you know the rest. That's it. That's all. Shipwood. Stockholm. What about Stockholm dumb. Syndrome? Yeah, there's only one Stockholm Syndrome song I listen to. I'll tell you that much right now. I don't hear nothing yeah, about you're it. You're fucking cuck, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be getting into rock steady, so uh, that should be interesting. Feeling Definitely be interesting. So just keep on dancing. That was hella good Sunday morning. <laughs> I know I was gonna say that didn't sound anything like hella good. I didn't want to. I didn't want to embarrass you oh, and call so you out good. on it. That was so good. That was hella good. I'm like I'm like Vin Diesel in the first Fast uh, Fast and the Furious movie when he's talking to Paul Walker when so Paul terrible? Walker first. Dude, you're overcooking my grits. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> when when Vin Diesel first sees Paul Walker like eyeballing his sister, he says, "You, 
You break her heart, I'll break your face. (laughs) (laughs) The fact fact that you said I'm overcooking your grits to quoting an Evan Diesel line from the first Fast and Furious is is unreal. (laughs) I never thought we'd get to this point. In what is this one for you? Don't stop. 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 I hate Take that song easy. so much. I yeah, hate I just, Zombie from the Cranberries so much. It's the Cranberries, right? Yeah. Oh, I hate that song zombie, fucking so much. Zombie. That's and then she goes, right. uh, 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 like she's throwing up. <laughs> Fucking That's what terrible. Tom DeLonge fucking sounds like half the time. But Tom DeLonge sounds so fucking cool when he does it. And this is kind of a knock to Gwen. I don't, I don't, I'm not forgetting you gig. You can knock her. Okay. I'm not forgetting gig. Forget I'm gig. I'm just going to knock her a forget little bit. Gig. I'm not forgetting, I'd never forget gig. Don't forget gig. It's fine. It's fine. On the birthday. Went to my high school. Ba, 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 ba. It's like burps. <laughs> <laughs> 